Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Lyle George, a registered nurse and founder of Valomi, an organization that provides resources and guidance to improve the experiences and outcomes for Black women during their perinatal periods. We are excited to hear about the work and support that Lyo and Walomi provide. And with that, hello, Lyo. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing all right this Friday. Yeah. Doing all right. Um, can you first start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes, I am so excited to be here today. Um, my name is Lyo George, as you've said. Uh, well, you mentioned... Um, <laughs> Okay, well, um, I grew up in the District of Columbia, and uh, I am a mother of a three-year-old and a wife, and um, yeah, I am a registered nurse, and I have uh, my master's in healthcare administration. That is important because of the work I do to really just, basically, I got a degree in understanding how the healthcare system works. so this is not a, a show off like uh, Wendy in, I remember, <laughs> Wendy in um, Potomac Wives. Ha, yep. Yeah. <laughs> she always talks about her degree and, you know, she's also Nigerian background. So I don't want anybody to, to think it's a degree thing here. But anyway, yes, um, as I will talk about later on, it, it, the, it, getting my master's in healthcare administration has really helped me to understand how the healthcare system works and that there's really a secret to it. Um, and we just need to know how to navigate it better uh, oftentimes to get the, the kind of results that we want. And yeah, so I, um, I love sleeping and all the good things. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Laya, what started or birthed Walomi for you? Oh, my God. So I really, truly believe that this is what I am meant to do. And the journey started, planted, was planted as a child. My mom um, was a midwife in Nigeria. And so I, I grew up seeing her birth a lot of my friends. Um, and she, um, she even, I think, she did. She even delivered herself in house once with the help of another midwife friend of hers. So that that idea that when I was growing up, birthing and the whole birthing thing was a community was a joyous thing that happens. And um, then growing up, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a nurse. And when I become a nurse, I really want to do. Um, I, I want to be part of a happy environment because I really love the preventive care and just um, going into labor and delivery and as a nurse and really realizing that it is not all joy and fun. Like I remember it as a kid, um, there are some joyful moments, but I started to realize this, the, the differences between the experiences. For example, um, when one of the places that I worked was um, in a, 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 in a, at a hospital in the Midwest. And there, the hospital was so nice that 
when you're when you're having a baby, you get a, a complimentary a massage, um, massage part, the masseuse, or however you call it. I, I think that's sorry anybody who's a <laughs> who's a professional. I don't want to mess up their profession, but um, a masseuse is that the right word for it? I think so. <laughs> um, so you get a it's there's a like a, a, a room that's just owned by that um masseuse and you get a complimentary massage before you leave the live in the little floor before you discharge home you know there is this aspect of like you have um a room where it's like just you could just go there and just breastfeed and every nurse there was taught on how to make sure we we teach breastfeeding you couldn't find a formula on that unit when I, where I was working, you couldn't find a formula in that unit. And the kicker for me was when you're, when you, when a mom is delivering, she, the, the, the labor room is, the view of the labor room is a lake. Just the, just the experience that you get. And this is like, um, mid, a small town in Midwest America where it's not like, um, the, the household income is so high, but the, but the, but the, um, demographic, the racial demographic was different. And so like they, they were getting good care. Not that I'm saying that, um, everyone gets good care in America. We, we know that in America, the maternal health outcome is, is bad when you compare it to other, um, Western countries. Um, but, um, just, just the fact that you, you could live in a, in a middle class, in, in a middle, sort of working class, middle class America and receive such good care. And then fast forward to where I grew up, uh, coming back to, to um, the area that I grew up in where the demographics is different, but the income is higher and we get such bad, <laughs> bad. I, when I was working, I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore because it was so bad. Um, I had a, yeah, I just, I don't even want to go into the stories, um, not to traumatize anybody. Um, it was so bad. And, and this is an area that a lot of middle class black and brown people live. Um, and so we, we were still, you could get, find formulas everywhere. Um, you couldn't even find a lactation support person, part birthing, birthing mom. You, you you could be discharged in our hospital and not get a lactation support person to see you. You know, like, um, you're definitely not birthing over, uh, with the view of a lake and you're definitely not getting massage. So, <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> if you, I guess if you don't get transferred to ICU, you know, you're lucky, you know. And then, um, I, I decided that when I was going to have started my own family, I don't want the experience of the places that I was working in in where I grew up, I want an experience of like I had in 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 the in the, in the middle of nowhere America. So, um, but at, my husband was like, "Yeah, there's no way we're going to the Midwest because it's too cold." What we then decided when I was pregnant was so I was going to take a sabbatical. I was in grad school. I quit my job. I was going to take a sabbatical and go to Savannah, Georgia, where you know we love the beach. We love a, a comma lifestyle where, you know, I was just taking, I would do yoga on a Thursday afternoon. You know, I would, every weekend we went to the beach, you know, like it was, and also it's the South. So it's like everybody, I'm telling you, 
everybody, even the young single uh, guys that we were hanging out with in the apartment complex that we were in, they're all epped us. You know, like they always, always treat me like, it's like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I, I used to not like coming back into the, um, the DC area because every time they, when, when I was pregnant, I'd get on the metro. Oh my God, nobody cares if I was like, pregnant or not nobody stood up for me or anything compared to like when I was when I go back to Savannah oh my god anyway so I had a very wonderful um pregnancy journey and I started to think about how I could replicate this for other women if we can just that's one of the things that I learned from the Midwest is like we can own our pregnancy instead of allowing pregnancy to just happen to us by 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 just happen to us I mean Yes, you plan on being pregnant, but like it seems like as women of color, as soon as we get pregnant, we just allow the healthcare system to do whatever they want to us. And like there's no a lot of we, we don't get to be in the center of it. And what I tried out for myself was if I am in the center of my own pregnancy journey, knowing the things that I know about the healthcare system, how different would it be for me? Would I really enjoy it? Can can I have that joy back that I remembered as a child? And so when I was going to grad school, um, I started to redevelop, um, my thesis was in redeveloping the model for black, um, black maternal healthcare. Like what, what would the redesign of the model would look like? And I realized, you know, what, trying to deal with the healthcare system itself, it, it's going to take a long time. And um, I started to pitch, I started to work on, in all the business classes that I had, I had one instructor for all my business classes and he would, he would ask us to pitch stuff. So I would work on this thing um, and I would pitch it. And later he kept saying like, Laya, I really think you need to, um, once you become once you graduate, I think you should go into this, um, become an entrepreneur, really pursue this uh, full time instead of looking for a job in the healthcare administrator world and climbing the career ladder, the corporate world. And I, one of the first things I said to him was like, no, I don't really want to do that because I have all the student loans, right? Like <laughs> imagine like graduating and then telling my husband, by the way, I'm about to be um, unemployed again for like, who forever right like he's like uh yeah but anyway my my professor really um this um he's he's actually um neonatologist and he's um white guy older white guy and he was like you know i really think you should do this i i, I can't so i i can't give you money but i can mentor you and so that's really how um i just i, I talked to myself like if he believes in me if I have the experience and the education and and the knowledge of how to how I can make things better, I just have to do it because who am I waiting for? Like who is gonna save us if we are all not kind of if you know you got what it takes to tackle something, then you gotta just do it for um for the sake for the sake of the cause. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> and so like, I just, I, I didn't really feel right. It's not easy. Um, entrepreneurship life is not what we see on Instagram and all of that. So um, it, it's hard, but I'm learning. And I, I just, I went into it and that's how Wallumi started um, in create, just creating a space where women of color can own their 
pregnancy, especially Black women, and knowing that we just don't have to have um, pregnancy happen to us, we can we can we can be that bus that bus chick, you know, like <laughs> uh, that we are. Um, even in pregnancy, we could, um, and we could enjoy it. And it, it doesn't always have to be the idea that, oh, um, every time you look in the newspaper, it's always like black women are dying. Blah, blah. You know, those things does something to your soul. It does something to your experience as a black woman. And, you know, like, oh, black babies are dying at the whatever rate. Those are statistic but at the same time we don't have to be part of that statistic um we have a choice we we have a choice and just if, if the healthcare system itself won't change you know we have a choice in who we patronize and all of those things so anyway the point of what i mean then is like owning your pregnancy journey alongside other moms that look like you who can share that experience with you and the ability to talk to an healthcare expert that is culturally competent um, whenever you need somebody to just listen to or like a sister friend who understands um, who is the also healthcare who is in the healthcare system who can sometimes it's just as simple as you know I had that appointment with my doctor I just don't really feel right about that what do you think um, just having that person to who is in the healthcare world um, to bounce idea off of um, we have the one of the important sessions that we have is uh, ask an expert. So it's always as we rebrand our app, that's one of the things we're really going to focus on community <clears throat> community um, of w women like us, we, which we have now. Where you could always ask questions, um, and also the idea that you could ask somebody um, in not a pressured formal way. Of a, hey, I'm 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 about to have this appointment. This doesn't feel right. What shall I do? Um, now it's educational, right? It's not. We're not replacing your healthcare provider. One of the things that we say is, you really, if there's one thing that we say at Wallamy is that your healthcare provider, finding that best healthcare provider is number one. Nothing can replace that. Um, so yeah, I think I hopefully I didn't talk too much. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, you hit on a lot of things. Um, one thing that I, I love hearing about your, your journey of creation, but also like thinking about your own joy in your pregnancy and in your birth um, was reflecting back on what was um, what you you knew birth to be from a child. Um, and I think you know, when people, when we talk to people about like, you know, how do you want to include, if you have other children, um, if you have siblings or whoever else, just including family yeah. in the process of birth, how impactful that can be, like when they are able to see just what birth mm -hmm. can look mm -hmm. like. Um, and so you had this, you know, amazing um, and very positive experience with it. So when it came your time, you were like, no, mm -hmm. I want that. Yeah, <laughs> I want that community yeah. care and love, and and that's what I'm looking for because that's going to allow me to have the joy in this experience and really, like you said, being the center of it. Um, I'm in control of these pieces, and this is what my birth is going to look like. Um, and then with the aspects of well, let me just thinking about too being able, like you said, to ask somebody who's not only reflecting who you are, but in this 
very relaxed and kind of informal way. I think sometimes when you, um, people's understanding of what their relationship with their care provider can look like, it can be this very like they're in control type of situation that it can be hard to actually discuss or there's not enough time to actually talk about all the layers, (laughs) right? All the layers that you need to be talking about that so that you can tap into someone like, okay, I forgot to bring this up at my appointment. How do you think those dots connect or um, in that way? That's so key. You know, I also wanted to add that that somebody was telling me, I never really talk about the meaning of the word, the word wallow me, right? Like that's part of the journey of a, of a woman. Um, It's, it's from a a greeting in a Yoruba word from Nigeria. That's uh, it's equa wallow me, meaning happy dipping hands in water. So like every time that's the greeting that you greet people when you have a baby. So like they say happy dipping hands in water because that's all we do. Like you're washing, you're washing dishes, you're washing diapers, you know, cloth diaper. You're, you're, you're always washing, washing your hands is in water. Like, um, so it's like happy dipping hands in water because you got to give a bath. You got to do, you know, like, um, it's such a joyous thing. And so that's really the short word for that, um, for the company. It just bring in that joy, that community back into birthing you know, the black birthing experience. You better share that more. Come on. Yeah, I forget. (laughs) I know. You know, we out here in this diaspora not knowing nothing. We don't know all the things. I forget. Like, am I part Ika? I don't know. But you have this knowledge that you're sharing, and a lot of us don't know us, you know. African descendants of slaves living here. We have a disconnect with language, um, just being American in general, because we think our language is superior and we don't have to learn anymore. Uh, (laughs) And being disconnected in the sense of not really knowing our own origins and different words that would connect with us, you know, and I thank you for that share and that education. I love it. Right. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Like, <laughs> so one time I was, uh, it was this week actually. I was talking to somebody and like, "What's the meaning of that word?" I said, like, "Oh, yeah, I should, I should be talking more about it." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thank them. Okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You started talking about it a little bit, but can you elaborate um, a bit more on? Um, the community that Walomi kind of creates. So how can, how it connects people to care, resources, community, just anything else that they may f- need on their journey? Walomi basically connects. So the idea of you being in, in a journey with other moms like you, um, the idea that you are, you can always share information or whatever it is um, that you need with other moms like you who might have um, who might have similar experiences, they have the same, you know, physiological experiences. One of the things that I um, one of one of the journey that that has happened, stories that have happened um, since we had Wallumi was I remember there was a mom who was um, trying to she was going back to her doctor's appointment after giving birth. And she was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm researching birth controls and I'm trying to get ready to have that conversation with 
my provider. And she just basically said, um, do you guys, as this particular birth control, how has it affected bodies like you? How has it affected um, you, you guys, meaning the mom in the community? And one of the conversations that really happened there was, I realized that she was really, the question she was really asking was, how has it affected people like me? You know, when we talk about, oftentimes there's not a lot of research that's done into our body um, about medicine or any kind of um, medical intervention. So like, have and we really had a robust conversation on, on, on a robust conversation of, how that particular birth control has affected uh, different moms in the group. So that's really the, the community that we provide, the community to be able to um, really journey with moms like moms like you. Um, uh, and and uh, so right now we focus a lot on pregnant mom and then on, in, the post, in the postpartum period up to a year or three years, um, three years old um, for moms. Yeah. A, a lot of moms that are with us are either first time or second time moms. I feel like once you're like third time, sometimes you feel like, you know, you kind of know it all, but, <laughs> but not really. Cause you know, you could always learn. Um, and it depends on how far apart um, your kids have been. Like we have a, a new mom who's had her first child as, um, I think like in her teens. And so like, she's just having another one. So it's been a while. So um, just being in a community of moms, uh, moms of color, you know, and we have chat, like I said earlier, you could chat with a, a provider. Like we have, um, we have me, a registered nurse, we have um, dermatologists, you know, that's always something that's difficult um, to find. I think I was I, I was telling a story about how I was misdiagnosed. I went to a dermatologist. I was not a dermatologist. Well, honestly, I think it, all providers should be culturally competent and be able to speak to all colors. But um, I went to this dermatologist, and and they didn't know what they were doing and they wouldn't say so, but they kept re-upping my meds. And then when I went to a dermatologist who was a black woman and she just basically said, Hey, you're allergic to the sun just by looking at me, you know? And so we, and we know that like skin stuff and hair stuff is always a problem during the perinatal period, perinatal period, meaning before, if let's say you're going to fertility, you're going to pregnancy, you're going to postpartum, your hair, your nails, your body, everything changing. Sometimes we don't, you might be living in a place where you don't have that culturally competent person who you can talk to. So some of the, so we, we have a dermatologist that's in the community with us um, that we, um, she pops in and out. Um, then we have, we have midwife, black midwife that we've been lucky to. Um, so we have the community chat with the black midwife um, and we have OBs, um, uh, black OBs. And we really, really get into it and have conversations, very interesting conversations that come up. So yeah, that's a community that we have. That's amazing. Um, just trying to, you know, I know a lot of providers have moved towards trying to make themselves more accessible in general. Um, 
Like, you know, you can go on a mic chart or something and go and send a message and get a reply within a couple of days or something. But, um, you know, being able to reach someone other than that, everybody doesn't have the access to that. Um, they may not always feel comfortable um, sharing things in that way, especially putting things in their medical chart that they want to ask, but they don't want it to come up later. <laughs> so, not that you shouldn't tell your provider things that are going on, but I can see how, I mean, truly all, everything you ever send to your provider gets put into your file, whether it's a phone call, a, a message on there, you know, all that stuff comes out into play and, and it can be, you know, challenging to work around that. Um, and so, especially if you're dealing with insurances and different things like that. So um, having that resource is awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I was, when you mentioned, I was going to say one of the things that we do have in the community is um, uh, a therapist. I'm not, I, I laugh because I was, I, I first was going to say a, a couple and sex therapist, but then yes, we do have that too. And then we have a therapist. That's okay. Let me talk about the more serious. Not that. Couple and sex therapy is not serious. I don't want anybody to think that. But, um, important too. Yeah, that's very, very important. But yeah, yes, very, very important. Oh my God, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I and what I wanted to say about the community is the more when you download the app or um, get involved. So we also we have the app, and then we have something we'll call the pregnancy circle. And so in the pregnancy circle is where we really have a curriculum of really step-by-step -step on how to navigate the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And so um, you, it's like anything, like you get much from it, the more you use it. And I, I'm, I'm you know, I just want to say like, as black women, you know, let's support one another. Um, so like the more, Wallami can do can support moms on their pregnancy journey. Um, if we know about your needs, you know what I mean. Like the more you use it, the more we'll know. Okay, you have questions. The more you engage with the community, the more that we can support. So that's just the, the thing about it. So with the app, we talked about having the community there. Um, in terms of being able to reach all the different people, what else can we find in the app that would be? So, yeah, so resources include, so we have posts every, we have posts on the app where, um, you get different literature about different issues, like, for example, like COVID and all of those things. And then you have recipes. So this is a fun way to kind of look at the different things that we that's culturally competent that we can eat you know one of my favorite recipe on there is um the brown rice uh, brown rice jello fries so um just you know some of the things that we we, we can oftentimes it, we're told to adjust our diet which is important during pregnancy or in life in general but i feel like sometimes it's not relevant to our life and what we eat and so um, we are really trying to build that um, that library of, of food that is culturally competent. That's something that you can eat. Like you know, there are some things that I don't eat, and when when I see the when I see um, 
recipes. I'm like, how am I going to make this? You know, like it's not even half of the things on there. It's not in my, in my toolbox. <laughs> you know, I, I don't eat these things. Um, so we, is there anybody out there who wants to work with us and, um, to really, if you have recipes or you know it's you know for us by us, um, please um, would love to. That's healthy. Um, we'll love to um continue to build that. So we have the recipe, and right now we have the memoriam, which is a, a way to kind of a way to mourn um to start the healing process because we do know that there is a lot of loss that happens during pregnancy. Um, so during the pregnancy and the fertility journey, so it's a way for you to, um, start the process of mourning the loss of, of the babies that we've lost. Cause oftentimes it's like we were, if you were pregnant and you had, we had, we had the loss. It's like the mom feels that pregnancy in her body. She feels that baby in her body. That baby was the hair. Um, it meant something. So it's a way for us to kind of memorialize, um, start the healing process, or sometimes have a closure to um, the, the baby that we've lost in the in the in the fertility journey. So there's so there's a memoriam, there's a community, there's a um, food aspect of the recipes that you could share, um, and then there's the um, the post where we try to have conversations, relevant conversations. Um, that are clinically, that are clinically sound, um, so that you're not out there just not knowing. Um, for example, like we, we've had a lot of com- posts about COVID and the COVID vaccine and COVID vaccine and pregnancy, you know, all of those things, stress and rest. Um, yeah. And, um, that's where we, and I try to make it very short so that we're busy. So, <laughs> Um, so we can digest it. And of, of course, we have the pregnancy circle. We have the events on there. So like uh, where the pregnancy circle, you can always um, find out what's going on in the community in the events. I love the recipes um, switch uh, kind of swap type of thing. Um, because you're right, like making a dietary change is a lifestyle change and to do that in this short period of time of pregnancy while it may feel like it's a long time like especially if you're dealing with like that first trimester that first half of that pregnancy rather um where so much development is happening you really do need to make those shifts Mm -hmm. it has to happen quick and it can be very mentally taxing like oh i can eat this but i can't eat that and finding the foods that are already things you eat, but it may just mm-hmm. take one or two different things out of it and swap it for something else makes it really easier for people to make that shift. Um, the memoriam, when you talk about that, it just makes me think of what came into my mind was publicly private, right? It's within the app. Um, so it's within this community that you're sharing it. Um, some people can scream it to the rooftops that they've lost a child and some people mm-hmm. can't even bring themselves to yeah. with their closest family member that if they didn't have their partner right next to them, they may not know either, right? Um, there are people who don't share within partnerships when it happens as well. Um, and and I, that's just, I thank you for that space because we do speak to a lot of women who have had loss. Um, and 
not really knowing where to put it, especially in our community. And when I say in our community, I really mean like black and brown people because yeah. so much of our, and, and women in general, so much of our womanhood is locked into motherhood. And yeah. whether that's the lack of, you know, having a child, losing a child, how many children you have, there's so many different things that are wrapped up in that, um, that having that space to really be able to speak um, even if it's just to say, this was my baby, this is yeah. my baby's name, this was what yeah. I wanted to name my baby, this is, um, I didn't have a name yet, but mm-hmm. this was still my child, this is my baby at this point, and something happened, and it's not yeah. a place of assigning blame or fault, it's just like, this yeah. happened. This happened, yeah, this baby was here, this mm-hmm. happened, yeah, I think it's important, because oftentimes we, we've gotten to know that baby, even depending no matter how long the baby was in your body, it's like you've gotten to know the baby a little bit, you know, like, and, and it's just, yeah. Right. Even if you haven't, I mean, there's just a sense of loss. Like when you mm-hmm. think of women that miscarry without even knowing they were pregnant and then they find yeah. out they're miscarrying or something. And yeah. Like, yeah. It's a loss. It's a loss yeah. of what could have been. Right. And so, you know, having and, that open space to just state it. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times, like in our community, I don't, I, I don't think my mom or somebody ever told us that they had a miscarriage. You know, like it's just never like a thing. And and when when friends when friends say, "Oh yeah, I had a miscarriage," and I was, and it's unknown to that, we start to have a conversation like, "Oh, this is actually it does happen, and it's common." Then we right. know. Um, I don't think our parents tell us. Right. I don't even think our mothers are even telling us it's a possibility. Yes. I mean, everybody just says, well, wait 12 weeks, but they don't really talk about that until you're one pregnant. Yeah. And then, like, no one really says what that really means. It's just like, wait for the first trimester, make sure everything's okay. But, like, I remember finding out what a miscarriage was when I was like a little kid, but I was like young enough to still go to a doctor's appointment with my mom and I was listening. Right. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and she had had one, but it was just like part of her health history. Right. She uh-huh. was going through her health uh-huh. history. And I, it stuck in my head because I'm like, what is a miscarriage? Is like they yeah. asked her how many babies she had and she said she had a miscarriage. It's so many of us. So it was like a deductive mystery. Yeah. Even though I'm sitting in a space, I didn't ask because I'm like, I'm in her appointment. I was probably like six or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wow. But wow. I just, I can still remember that. Like, but had I not been there, he's never talked to me about yeah. 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 You know, like I have no idea. But yeah. Yeah. A little tidbit. Um, are there other opportunities for you to provide for the community to get involved with your work of your organization? How can other people get involved? Yeah, um, definitely. If you, um, if you, I, I'm really, um, I'm really devoted to that, making sure that we find food that we eat. So, and you know, we're all from different aspects. Food can be so different like as a a Nigerian American my food is different you know from a Jamaican American from a um an African American you know like 
it's just different and and as my, I, I, I my hope for that is that we that space could be really be a collective of really of of good food you know like <laughs> of good experience of good food so saying that it, i'm just saying that if if you i'm truly committed to partnering with other people who who enjoy food and want to share that in a healthy way with um, pregnant moms because it's all about the joy, the joy. And uh, food is a <laughs> joyful thing. <laughs> and uh, we want to be able to do it right and experience it even in pregnancy and if you're craving something. So, yeah, if, if other people, if people have um, the recipes they want to share, a healthy recipe, that they want to share um, for other moms yet. Yeah, so that's a space where you can come in and share those things, share the recipe. Um, another thing is if you, if you know, if you know, um, healthcare, if there's an, people always asking us, um, if we know health, like any healthcare, like OBs, midwife or pediatricians that we would like. So like, that's another thing. If you if you have good experience, we want to know about it, um, so that we have places to refer people. Um, yeah. So if you are a healthcare person yourself and you want to get involved, um, please reach out to us. Um, if you're a healthcare person and you feel like you give competent care, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so because just because you're a person of color does not mean you give culturally competent kit. Let's be real about it. Um, and just because somebody is not a person of color does not mean they don't give a culturally competent care. Um, so yes. So if you feel like you, you care and, and you really understand the, the struggles, um, and the reason why things are the way they are. And you want to join the team? We're always looking for experts, and we're also always looking for moms who want to kind of mentor other new moms, you know, in the community, um, so that we we have moms with experience who who can give back to to the moms in the community as they ask ask questions, you know. So yeah, so that those are the ways I think I, I mentioned. Three ways, yeah, that one can support. Perfect. And what's the best way for them to connect with you? So you can follow us on social media at underscore Wolomi, which is at underscore W O L O M I, or you could email us at um, hello at wolomi.com. So, or you could go on the website, but Instagram um, website www.wallowme.com there's a link on there to um, contact us okay. I am always delighted when I get those messages I've, I've, yeah the midwife that we work with right now yeah we got her from an event and she just contacted us so it's nice nice perfect and that will be um, in our show notes for you as well and is there anything else you want to share with our listeners any other resources advice anything yeah, um, just if there is one thing I think we're going to talk about, one thing that's very, very important in this journey is finding the right provider um, 
for you for you so um if if you have to pick make sure that you you pick the right provider and also um the the fact of preparing for pregnancy um that's an important part of it if you're already pregnant um making sure that you we you're financially ready for some of the things that happen in to in pregnancy to that could help you have a better outcome. So for example, um, getting that lactation specialist, um, getting that doula, those things cost a lot, uh, they can cost money and oftentimes the healthcare system is not gonna pay for it. So part of that journey is, part of that journey is being able to be financially ready um, as much as we can be ready for, for these things and being ready to take time off, you know, so that you could um, breastfeed, you know, so that you could learn breastfeeding if you choose breastfeeding, you know, things like that. Um, it, it doesn't, even though pregnancy, in order to really have joy and in the journey, um, sometimes it takes some planning and it doesn't just always just happen. Um, especially with the healthcare in the healthcare system, it takes planning, it takes financial planning as well. Um, so financial planning, making sure you get the right doctor and um joining a community that will really support you. Um sometimes the things that you want might not be they're not always free or covered by insurance. So Yes, that's absolutely the truth. <laughs> um that's that's good advice because we often think about our savings as just being this like rainy day fun, but having a savings sort of things that matter to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say like, think about it as shopping, right? Like think about what you want. They, what I call it, I call it the medical mall. So like think about what you want. Um, educate yourself on and that's some of the things we also talk about in the pregnancy circle like educate yourself on what your team members could be like um which one is covered and which one is not and then begin shopping right begin getting those teams together begin shopping so that you could really have the the journey that you want and I, I think i think once we were talking about it um and we were talking about the idea of even putting those things in your um shower list you know some of the things that you can't afford, right? And you want. If we think about it and plan, plan it a little ahead of time, then, you know. Right. And letting people know that it's a priority for you because getting me $40 worth of baby clothes versus putting $40 towards my doula or my, you yeah. know, <laughs> something that I really need now, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, plus how many clothing does that baby really need? I, I was saying, like, it's a, just a diaper. That's all I need. A diaper. <laughs> You're in a good, nice, great climate. Yeah. Diaper world. Yeah. Up, wrapped up. Wear that baby. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com. 